0: Welcome to Just Bugs, an appreciation podcast for those oft-ousted creatures we humans call bugs, despite their official classifications. I'm your host, Savannah. Today I have Matt with me. Say hi, Matt. Hi. And we're going to talk about cicadas. I'd like to start by saying I am not a bugologist, just a bug enthusiast, so please let me know if I have any incorrect information. I did try to make this as um, correct as possible, but I am open to any suggestions from the audience. Uh, I wanted to start off with any stories or memories that you might have about cicadas, Matt.
1: Hmm. Well, especially this time of the year, summertime, uh, they seem to be everywhere. Hmm. Every time I go outside, I just hear that ominous <laughs> in the background, and uh, it makes me think of, like, a horror movie or something, like, uh, you know, like a desert scene somewhere. I don't know. I like uh, it. Memories of it. Let's see. Uh, I think when I was a kid... We had some in the backyard, and my stepdad brought one in to show me. And it was like, so it's it's big for a bug. You know, it's like a nickel size or something, I think the one I saw, roughly. But man, was that thing loud. It was like the <laughs> loudest little thing I'd ever seen, and uh, it was really ugly.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I, I didn't I did <laughs> want to touch it, but I, I was glad to see it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more about why it may have been making that awful sound later. Um, I do have a similar memory, a little bit different. My cat, when I was growing up, named Puka, had brought one inside uh, in the middle of the night. It was maybe like 2 a.m., And it woke me up because it was making that super loud noise. And I was terrified. I was like, what is that? And it bring
1: it, like, into your bedroom?
0: Yes! He brought it into the room in the middle of the night. And he was, like, meowing because it got away from him. And the the cicada was yelling. I just searched all over the room. I picked it up and I brought it outside. It didn't seem too damaged, thankfully. But I was so mad at him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if I was sleeping, that thing would... uh... Definitely scare me if that oh, was the background. I'd be like, all lights on now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So why don't I tell you a little bit about these little critters? So they come from a super family all their own called uh Cicadoidia. Sorry about these scientific pronunciations. I'm I am just guessing. <laughs> it sounds
1: like something you could order at Taco Bell. <laughs> like Cicadoidia.
0: Let me get the <laughs> um but yeah like i said it's their own su- super family um there are two like general types of cicadas there's annual cicadas and periodical cicadas annual cicadas have kind of a misnomer they actually have uh life cycles that are about three to five years long um mm-hmm. most of which is spent in their nymph phase underground and then there uh there are the periodical cicadas that have two forms one that has a 13 year cycle and one that is uh 17 so there's four in a 13 year and three in a 17 year cycle okay <laughs> That'd be great uh yeah so the ones that you see most often are going to be those annual ones but um the ones that are more interesting i feel are at least my in my opinion are the periodical cicadas they have a couple little differences that i'll be telling you about so the annual cicadas are found worldwide they have um there's about 3,000 species of cicadas in the world, only seven of which are those periodical cicadas, and they all reside in the United States.
1: Okay. So, like, when they're not, or we can see them, where what are they doing and where are they hiding?
0: Yeah, so I can tell you a little bit about that. That's um, sort of going into, like, their life stages. So every time, like, when an egg hatches, it is on the tree. It turns into what they call a nymph. or It's kind of like a larval phase, but not a larva. Um, they will fall out of the tree, burrow into the ground, and then they live their entire lives until adulthood underground. So they they have nymph forms. They, they look kind of funny. I'll describe them. I don't think you're going to like it. <laughs> 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 they have sort of a termite-type appearance. Like, their faces are like a brownish tan color and their bodies are sort of like a semi see-through white color and they have no wings just legs so they're kind of like they look almost like a grub if you've ever seen a grub before
1: yeah Yeah. they're ugly
0: yeah they're they're less than adorable i will say that um but yeah so when they're in those for the annuals the three to five year cycle and for the periodicals the 13 to 17 years that's all spent underground so Periodicals have, like, five different cycles of, like, getting a little bit bigger as a nymph underground, and the annuals are, like, shorter time frames.
1: Okay, can we, like, go dig for them or something?
0: Yeah, if you knew where to look for them, for sure. So all that they need for, like, food and, like, resources while they're in that stage is just to be near the roots of, like, a tree or a bush or a shrub, just some sort of, like, woody... Plant so that they can suck juices out of the roots.
1: Mm, gross! <laughs> it's still like, um, do they have like a lot of predators when they're underground? Do they have like birds and stuff? Or I something? think
0: the predators Anything? are are more common for the adults.
1: Um, okay,
0: yeah, but because underground, they're only going to have to deal with other underground species, gotcha. unless a bug or uh, like a mammal of some sort digs them up. But they usually stay like six to eight inches down or lower uh so it's hard for them to be found basically
1: gotcha Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: yeah so when they're in these little stages we'll start with talking about the periodical ones they can be they start from like the size of an ant just like a general ant i don't really they didn't specify what type of ant because ants actually do come in lots of shapes and sizes as well Um, but into their adulthood and adults for the periodical species are usually an inch to an inch and a half in length and the annuals are a little bit bigger two to two and a half inches
1: okay so um sorry i have i don't mean to derail you with no
0: no please um i
1: was just imagining like them budding from a underground grub into something we can see like what it
0: yeah, I can go a little bit more into detail about what it's like once they actually emerge because they do have sort of an in between phase that they call a tenoral phase. That's most bugs have these. Uh, they will go from the nymph phases, they climb up into the trees, um, and then they do like a final molt into like their adult form. But when they hit that adult form, they're like a milky white color. Um, they look like an adult, but they're squishier. They don't have that hard exoskeleton just yet, and um, they are more susceptible to danger in this form. And then after like four to six days, they turn into their darker adult color, and they're they're fully formed adults, and they start doing adult behaviors.
1: Okay, so they have like a squishy period.
0: Yes, the squishy okay. period. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So during the squishy period, they're up in the trees. They're trying to get food. They're much, like, less safe, I guess would be a good way to say that. Um, and then they start their adult behaviors once they fully mature after about four or six days.
1: Gotcha. And then they have they have wings and stuff, right?
0: Yeah. So I can tell you a little bit about what they look like. Um, the Let me see here. The adults of the um, periodical cicadas, which are going are, are to have the genus of Magicada, which is kind of fun. Um, they are going to be black and they have two eyes, which are red, and two wings with like a very vivid orange vein through the wings. So they look like very interesting, very colorful species. Uh, and the annual cicadas range in colors. They can be green, brown, black, and they usually have dark eyes or green eyes.
1: Hmm. (laughs) well sounds not attractive but
0: uh well yeah if you like bugs they're actually really pretty but yeah so i'll tell you a little bit of the differences between the males and the female species because i've talked a lot about the difference between the differences between the two types but not so much about the differences between male and female because there are some and that's pretty common with bugs um the females have sort of a more like pointed almost like a triangular or like cone-shaped abdomen with something called an ovipositor at the bottom or ovipositor uh which do you, what do you think that is <laughs> guess what that is
1: i was just imagining an ice cream cone oh <laughs> god no <laughs> but you said it was like cone-shaped and then well
0: it just comes to a point and at the end of the point is an ovipositor which is gonna be a it long... sounds like a butthole <laughs> it's not it's it it's all oh, it's gonna sound more like a butthole a for dipositor. a second <laughs> It's a long hollow tube at the rear of a female where they like eject their eggs from, but they can place them very, it's very um movable. So they have, they can put,
1: <laughs> <make laughs> they <laughs> yeah. can well, like make pictures with the eggs. They
0: could, yeah, for sure. So the females actually usually lay eggs in about, in a nest of about 20 at a time and they put them in like a V shape.
1: Oh, that's cool. Or
0: actually, it might be a Y shape.
1: Is it like a Zorro kind of thing? Like they're well, putting their call sign.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's like, like a that. Big egg V. <laughs> it's a Y actually, but oh my. <laughs> sure, like Zorro. All right. But what's crazy is when they lay those those egg nests of twenty, they usually will lay an apro- approximately like six hundred eggs total. So they do little eggs nests of twenty, but they'll do like thirty of them. That's a lot of bugs.
1: That's buckets. a lot of eggs.
0: Yeah, it's like a lot of bugs. Well, how that many
1: dozens of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that kind of gives you an indication of like how many cicadas are around when these per- periodical cicadas are, are out.
1: That makes sense. You can hear it. It sounds like swarms. Yeah. Like, it's like breaking the silence of the desert is just like in the background constantly buzzing.
0: Yeah, I actually read that they can be up to um, one and a half million per acre. Although, like for the periodicals, that is like the very, very much the maximum. Like that's the ceiling for sure. They're more often closer to the tens of hundreds of thousands.
1: Now that I think of it, I actually saw some a few weeks ago on a tree. Yeah, yeah. Just chilling there. That's. I was like, I didn't want to get closer, but (laughs) I saw them. They just look like tan with. Did they have black eyes or was it? Yeah,
0: just... so okay. those are gonna be the annual ones. Gotcha. The, the the tanner ones, the one that looked like kind of brown with the black eyes, those are the annual cicadas. Um, I wasn't able to find how dense their numbers get, but they, they're much more frequent than the other ones. Um, but I did read somewhere as like just like a fun fact that they can actually cause hearing damage when they get into too high of a quantity. Uh, just because they, they are so loud and, and they they get into big numbers where it actually can, the decibels can mess with your hearing. That
1: sounds like some specific kind of torture. <laughs> just catch like thousands of them and like put your head in a box of them or something. <laughs> sounds awful.
0: So you said you saw them at the top of trees. I can tell you a little bit about why that is. So during the the reproduction, so after they hit that, Adult phase, they start to do bug adult behaviors, which is, you know, trying to get a lady.
1: Smoking cigars.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so once they're matured, the males of um, each specific species will make a sound that's specific to that species and they farm. They farm. They don't farm. They're not farmers. They're not going around like making vegetables with hoes and stuff. No, no, no. They go to the top of the trees. And they form large groups called coru- choruses? Choruses?
1: Choruses? I think it's choruses. That's like music?
0: Yeah. So they're making their own little songs to try to attract a lady.
1: Oh, in groups, though. In huge groups, yeah. So they, like, get there and they all just buzz until, like, a swarm of ladies show up?
0: Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. So then, they- <laughs> so then the ladies show up because they actually find these congregations, like, super sexy. Like- oh. Oh, yeah. I love those noises. Those boys are making <laughs> so the the male once the females show up the males start to like fly around in the area like singing until they find a female to mate with um of the periodical or magicata species they have like three types of calls so they have the call to attract the female like the first song and then they have the call that they do when they're like gonna get it on and then there's a third call, which is the alarm call, which is the one that both of us heard in our stories. So that's the "I'm in danger" call, just warning everybody to get the hell out of
1: there. Okay, can you like tell the difference?
0: I think if you are like a cicada enthusiast and you know these creatures, yeah, oh, it's for sure. like you. <laughs> no, I mean like. More so than me. Like, if you're obsessed with cicadas and you study them, for sure, you'd be able to tell, like, some of the little cadence differences, but...
1: You just walk outside and you listen, and you're like, hmm, mm. gross.
0: Hmm, <laughs> 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 gross. Yeah, so the, that's sort of why they're making those calls. They're trying to warn the other cicadas to just, like, get out. Like, don't don't be there. It's not safe.
1: I guess that explains why I only ever, like, find one or two, two maybe, because they're, like... It's dangerous. Go away. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they're not usually too worried about humans unless they're being like physically handled.
1: What's, I mean, like someone's yeah. holding yeah. something. There was exactly. never other ones around.
0: No, because they'll get time. They leave for
1: sure. Gotcha.
0: Yep. And then um, one other thing is that some cicada species, a lot, a lot. In like Australia and New Zealand will respond to the, the male's calls with like a timed wing flick. Like they wiggle their wings specifically.
1: They do seem very twitchy. Like whenever someone was holding mm. them and they're just like constantly like flicking their wings really quickly. Is that how they make the noise or does it come from...
0: No, actually. So the the, the noise come, comes from a little organ in their body called a tympana. A tympana. Which is like, it's, it's found inside the abdomen, like underneath the exoskeleton. And it works kind of like an ear. So they can, they can, oh, it's timbals. The tympana is like the ear. They all have it, males and females.
1: It's like their ear makes noise.
0: <laughs> well, it's a very similar called organ. So the, the one that makes the noise is called a timble, which is cute, like a thimble. But um, it's found uh, inside of the hollow bodies of the males. The females don't actually have that organ.
1: Oh, so they don't make noise?
0: Right, yeah. So they can only do that wing flick. They don't actually make that big buzzing noise. They have the tympana, which the boys also have, which is like the ear to hear it, but they don't have the noise-creating organ.
1: Gotcha. And so the thing that makes the noise, is it like like a vibrating organ? Or does it make a sound like a... I don't know. Does it push air through it? Like-
0: uh, you know, I don't know the physiology of it. I just, I think it works kind of like a muscle. And it, it's inside the male's, um, okay. like, what is that called? Abdomen cavity, which okay. is actually hollow. So it, it's really good for resonance. Um
1: is it like a fluke? Can I pick one up and blow on it to make the noise?
0: I don't... I think maybe you could. I don't really know. I've definitely never tried. I don't know if anybody's tried that. Um, you could give it a shot. See if just, just see
1: it gives i saying things.
0: But yeah, that's how they make the noise. Females can't do it, but they do all have the organ to hear it. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. and That's say- pretty typical, right? Like some... Where like the male will perform some <laughs> sort of show to attract the females... And then, uh, and then we always we always think it's like something pretty or cool. And then it's like, oh, that's what it's for. Gross. Yeah,
0: they're just trying to have. Things, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty typical. Not just with like bug species, but in a lot of different species types, um, they do have male specific traditions, like, motions the of, like the pretty the birds, like the pretty birds, ants and stuff, like the birds of paradise or yeah. whatever. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. So as I mentioned, the they eat the juices from, from plants. The nymphs eat the root juices. And then the adults actually eat juices from tree branches, twigs, shrubs, any woody vegetation.
1: Like literally like, the, like they bite into it and then... Yeah,
0: they just suck it out.
1: Okay. And then does that like hurt the plants?
0: No, actually. So they don't actually cause too much damage to the plants. I think if they were in like astronomical numbers it could do some damage but um as far as i actually did do some some looking into environmental dangers and i found that it was that somebody said that they were actually helpful for the environment because of the way that they burrow into the ground they're aerating the soil so yeah so it's actually pretty good for the environment they're not doing enough damage to the trees or the woody vegetation to do any serious impactful damage
1: well, good. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have any other reason to not like them other than they're ugly. <laughs>
0: they're not ugly. They're so pretty.
1: Well, I think you're going to find that I find or that I feel like everybody. all the bugs are ugly. gross. Yeah, except for ladybugs. I can't wait till we talk about a ladybug. We will talk. The only about time will be excited.
0: <laughs> I bet I'm going to ruin ladybugs. <laughs> <the> way, <whale>.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to find out something gross of why they're so pretty. Oh, gosh,
0: yeah, maybe certainly possible. Um, I did also write down, so the periodical cicadas, the reason I have so much more information about the periodical cicadas is I did find an article um, from, mm-hmm. It's I only have a website link. It's cicadas.ukon.edu and it, it was a study done on the periodical cicadas. So I have a lot more information on them. Um, but they are found to be um, slower and easier to kill. But because of their life cycles and the way that they burrow underground and are away from predators for so long, it's really hard for any predators to have any serious consequence on their their population. So they're not doing any population control over the cicadas.
1: Gotcha. So the ones that take longer to grow are like more durable, like the ones that are like years...
0: Yeah, so those are the so those are the ones that I'm talking about. The periodical. Those are the ones that take 13 to 17 years. Yeah, they're years.
1: more durable. Than well,
0: years. they're they're slower and easier to kill because they don't have to move as quickly. Okay, um, I got it backwards. Yes, yeah, but you but they're not they're, the total number of their population is not being affected by predators just because of how long they're underground. Where the annual cicadas could. Be under population control by predators because they spend much less time under the soil.
1: Gotcha. So is it like, let's say the 17-year ones, is that like every year there's some because 17 years before that they were born, or is it every 17 years we see them?
0: It's closer to the every 17 years we see them. So mm-hmm. they come out, they ha- they lay all their eggs, the eggs hatch, the nymphs fall to the ground, they burrow under they stay there there are always a couple stragglers that'll come out a couple days early a couple days late and it's actually dependent um i think they were there's a, in that study they were saying that they found that the nymphs emerge from the ground when the temperature is like approximately 64 degrees fahrenheit um and that has to be at that 7 or 8 inch down level and it has to be during sunset So they're very specific about when they will and they don't actually know how they know how long it's been, but it's always in those cycles.
1: That's really interesting. So like a person may only see them like five times in their life if they were looking for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're really interesting. I think that's why it's it's been so difficult to study them. But that's why I found this article so interesting is because it had so much detail. They spent so much time
1: studying these creatures. That's super cool. It kind of reminds me of like Jeepers Creepers or something like every 23 years on the 23rd day or whatever they come out and
0: Yeah, it was what Jeepers Creeper. <laughs> Just like that guy for sure. That's hilarious.
1: I don't have very much bug knowledge as you might have guessed, so I have to connect things to things I know about.
0: No, I like it. And you know what? I get it now. I feel like that's a very good um Synonym? I guess you couldn't call it a synonym. Comparison. Com- yeah, comparison is good. <laughs> well, that's I think that's all that I have for you on cicadas. Did you have any questions?
1: I feel like I do. I'm just trying to get some to come to the surface. Okay, well, Like the cicadas do. in the dirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh can they hurt you? Oh, good
0: question. Absolutely. So they are not dangerous to people. They don't actually have the anatomy or physiology to bite humans. Like their, their mouths are not built like that. And they don't have stingers and they're not poisonous and they don't carry any known diseases. So the only damage they can do to you is that hearing issue.
1: Okay. So let's say someone found a, a crap in their backyard. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to worry about, and they shouldn't go spraying them with anything.
0: No. Or whatever. Yeah, they're not going to harm anything. They're not going to harm your trees. They're not going to harm your dog. They're not going to harm you because they're non-toxic, and, like, mammals are one of their predators. Mammals, birds, spiders, snakes, like, just anything that can eat them will eat them, and they're not going to hurt whatever eats them, so...
1: That's good to know because, like, I think a lot of people are concerned about their animals, especially when they do something like yours and, like, bring a random yeah. thing in their house. And they're like, is this going to hurt them? I don't want to go to the vet. It's two in the morning, you know.
0: Yeah, no. So, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, they're they're not going to hurt anything that tries to eat them. They are incapable of hurting you, sadly for them. Really, their only defense mechanism is that loud noise.
1: I see. All right. Well, then to send us off, do you want to say something poetic about them?
0: Um, I think that they're beautiful.
1: <laughs> i do like that they only you know the 17 year ones only emerge during a sunset at 64 degrees
0: six just, isn't that dirt. like romantic yeah. i love
1: that specific is romantic i guess
0: no they what like I just i i think it's very romantic that they have all these rules it's like sea turtles like they, they just know and then they
1: turtles just... have rules too
0: yeah but well, we can't get into that this is about <laughs> being cast <laughs> <guessed. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I just think that they, as far as, like, the way that bugs can look, they're very colorful. They have sort of, like, very large faces, and their bodies go, like, straight from the face down. And I think that that looks very, like, fluid and very interesting. Where a lot of bugs look very segmented, they don't really look super
1: segmented. More like a head with a body on it? Yeah,
0: and then the wings come right off of, like, the neck area, sort of. And they've got the six legs, they're all at the top, and... I don't know. They're just really interesting to look at.
1: Gotcha. Are we going to have anywhere where people can look at some pictures or anything?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to get the Instagram up and running. Every episode I'll post uh, a picture of the bug that I talked about that week. I am also planning to get um, an email going, eventually a Patreon, but not quite ready for that. Um, But I think I want to have... Uh, my listeners send in their favorite bugs. I love suggestions. I'm all up for that. Um, and like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm not a professional scientist that studies bugs. and not an entomologist or anything like that. But I, I do plan on eventually doing like special episodes where I interview people for that sort of thing. Um, and like I said, yeah, if you have information that I may have gotten wrong or that you just want to add, email me or send it to my Instagram. I'll have those things up soon. I want to hear it. I'm not opposed to that at all.
1: Cool. Sounds good. Well, thanks for teaching me about uh, cicadas.
0: Cicadas. You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) You're very welcome. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that the listeners enjoyed it, too. I find them fascinating, and I hope that you did as well.
1: I did, very much.
0: Okay, perfect. And like I mentioned during the during this, I did get all my information from cicadas.ukon.edu. I can post the full citation for that somewhere if necessary. I don't want to plagiarize anybody. A lot of the episodes that I think I'm going to do are going to be more like wiki-based, but most of this was from them. So if you want more information, they had a lot more scientific detail that you can go into. Um, I can try to post the link for that on the Instagram photo sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful night. Go look at some bugs.
1: Go look at Susan. <laughs> Don't kill any though.
0: Yeah, no squishing bugs.